If you have your Bibles or your iPad or your phone, you can turn with me to Second Chronicles uh, chapter 15, 2 Chronicles 15, and we're going to be camping out in there tonight for a little while, but I want to give you a, a, a couple of um, announcements and just welcome you, by the way, if you're our guest tonight for the first time, I want to welcome you. My name is Brandon. I'm one of the pastors here at Family Life, and uh, you can, there's a, a card in a pew in front of you uh, that, that says, you know, uh, a welcome or uh, I'm, um, I'm new here. What does that card say in front of uh, Pastor Dixie, it's been a while. Welcome to Family Life. I knew it said welcome on it. And so if you're our guest, welcome again. Fill out the welcome card in the pew in front of you. And so, all right. So um, you see, that's why I need to get refueled on Wednesdays, right? You see, that's a great example. Need a little more fuel. So we do want to welcome you for our guests. If you fill that out, you go to the info center. We got a gift for you. And, and we're just glad that you're joining us tonight. Um, also, in, uh, also, if you are our guest, and we'd love for you to join us again on Sunday. And we have our next steps class on Sunday. Every Sunday, we have our next steps class. Class. Our vision here, family life, is for you to know God, live free, find your purpose, and make a difference. And and, and we believe God has all of us on a four uh, that four part journey. And you might you are on one of those areas of your life, uh, uh, in your life, maybe just starting it, maybe somewhere in the middle, or continuing to want to make a difference. But in, in our next steps class, we help you along that journey. Like in order, the, the third part is find your purpose. You might not know what your giftings are, what your personality type is, and and part of that is we want to help you to find that and and want to help you. And I'm a, you know, so we've been all this month. If you're new here, first time here, I met a couple new people. We've been serving all month, talking about serving and, and we use our gifts and talents to serve the Lord. So next steps will help you with that to come to know God. You hear about our vision, even more history of our church, the vision of our church. And so you can jump in at either service after nine or 11 next steps class in the a building that's on your way out of the, to the main, uh, front parking lot across from the kids life building after second service lunch is provided. Child care is provided. So if you've never been through our next steps class jump in this sunday august 4th and also uh we culminated and again we'll talk about it a little bit again culminated a great great serve weekend that we had with a school supply giveaway sunday um good news is we blessed a lot of people with school supplies but we also have some school supplies left over so uh, if you're here tonight and you did not get school supplies or even if you know someone listen you might have got school supplies for yourself or somebody but you know someone else that can need school supply that needs school supplies for this upcoming year there's still cards in the pew in front of you that say school supply giveaway fill out that card what you'll do t- this evening instead is you'll go out across the, if you got these main doors, you'll go out the courtyard and you'll see the E building. It's a small white building. There's going to be a table set up. And speaking of serving, um, in week one, I talked about how ev- anyone can serve. Everyone can serve. Our middle school students are going to be serving tonight by handing out the school supplies. Amen. So if you need school supplies for your children or someone, you know, we have some left, fill out that card with the ages and whatnot. And after service, you can cross over, go outside. There'll be, uh, Ricky, there'll be some other, um, uh, uh, ushers in the lobby that'll help you across if you need some help as well. Amen? you in Second Chronicles chapter 15. I'm going to begin reading. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. It says this, And the Spirit of God came upon Assyria, son of Oded, and he went out to meet King Asa as he was returning from the battle. Listen to me, Asa, he shouted. Listen, all you people of Judah and Benjamin, I'm going to add in there of Lafayette and Dusson and Mir and Karen Crow and Acadiana and the surrounding area. The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Whenever you seek him, you will find him. Let's pray over our time in the word. Father, we thank you again. We, we thank you for your presence. Lord, we don't want to take advantage or take it for granted 
that you met us here again, that you're here with us tonight. Lord, we know you live in us, but Lord, we know you show up in a great way when we come together in worship. Thank you for what you've already done. Thank you for your blessing us with your overwhelming love, presence, power, and provision. Now, Father, as we get into your word, Lord, we just ask that you would open up our minds, hearts, and our spirits to not only receive your word, but to apply it to our lives. Holy Spirit, help me as I present your word and everyone hearing it tonight. Uh, may may you, you, you help me to clearly uh, uh, present your word. We bind up the enemy and any distractions, any plans of the enemy. We bind it, we rebuke it, and forbid it for operating in our lives and in this service. And Lord, we just ask that you have your way. Your kingdom come, your will be done in our lives, in our homes, in this church, community, nation, and across the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I just alluded to, we've been focusing on serving people all month. We've called July Serve Month, right? If, you, if you've been with us from, from the first Sunday in, in, in uh, uh, July, we kicked off a series called Serve With Purpose. And actually, we do have one more week of that. This Sunday, Pastor Todd's going to wrap it up because one service got canceled due to uh, Hurricane Barry. Uh, but, but officially, today is the last day of the month, right? So we've been focusing on serving all month. Uh, my wife was just in the uh, Fusion Student Ministries, and they actually had a, a recap about the Cuba trip. And you said they showed some videos or something, showed some pictures. Some of the students were getting up and testifying about their trip. So it's been great. I shared a little bit Sunday. Um, and so we went to Cuba. Uh, again, Thursday, we served our first responders city council. And then Saturday, we went all across uh, Acadiana doing all kinds of different serve projects. And then again, Sunday, we had our school supply giveaway. So we've been focusing on that, talking about serving all uh, uh, month. Uh, on Sunday mornings, even last Wednesday, Pastor Dixie preached an awesome message talking about serving uh, with the love of Jesus and meeting people. So even on Wednesday nights, we've been staying in that vein. So as the last night of the month, uh, as I as I read through this scripture and actually was preparing this message, kind of going in a different vein, and 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 but as I begin to look at it today, I felt like the Lord just showed me to to, to try to wrap up this this month. Even though again we got one more sermon of this series, I want to encourage you. Uh, even though we've been serving through the month and serving people, and I talked about Sunday, what it means to serve the Lord and why it pays to serve the Lord. Tonight, I want to encourage you to continue to serve the Lord. Even though serve month is over, you need to continue to obviously serve the Lord and serve people. Amen. And through this story, and I'm going to read it. I feel like through this story with King Asa, we can see, um, as it says, as uh, the Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. So I, I want to encourage you. To stay with him, stay serving him, stay, stay serving people. A lot of times it happens, whether it's in prayer and fasting or mission trips or uh, when I was a youth pastor, we used to call it the camp cycle where we do something and man, we get geared up and we have like a campaign like we had this month and everybody gets excited and goes out gung-ho and it's like 90 miles an hour, man, and we blowing and going and then it's over and it's kind of like we hit cruise control, you know? Right? So I want to encourage you tonight to continue to serve the Lord. I should have added and people with that, but I'm going to talk about that tonight. So don't stop serving the Lord. Continue to serve him and others every single day. So from this story, I want to show you two things that will happen if you continue to serve the Lord. And then also two things that we must do to continue to serve him. As we continue to go on, I want to show you two things that from this story, just from this story, what happened when Asa, because Asa, heard this this uh, uh, prophetic word, which you're going to continue to read, and he was serving the Lord and people. And so the first part, I want to show you two things that will happen. Number one, if you serve the Lord and serve people, your work will be rewarded. 
your work will be rewarded. Matter of fact, I thought about the scripture earlier and I forgot to put it in this message, but it, there's, there's a scripture uh, in the New Testament that talks about that the Lord will not forget how hard you have worked. And it says here that he was rewarded. Look at verse 7. Second Chronicles 15, 7 says, But as for you, be strong and courageous, for your work will be rewarded. Pastor Todd has always taught us, if you have a point without a scripture, it's just your opinion. So I like taking points that come straight from the scripture. Amen? Your work will be rewarded. You can see I did not make that point up on my own, right? So it might have not been the most creative, but it's biblically accurate, right? Your work will be rewarded. Listen, the exhortation to be strong and courageous is a literal quotation of the exhortation that Moses and Joshua gave to Israel when they first entered the land. You remember that? You remember in Joshua chapter 1, he says it a few times, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. He goes on to say, be strong and very courageous. Well, this is the prophetic word that's given to King Asa during this time in Israel as well. So listen, what's the application here? Don't worry about if other people stop serving the Lord or serving others. As for you, be strong and courageous knowing that your work will be rewarded in whatever you do. See, sometimes we get discouraged because because there's we, we were serving the Lord and serving people alongside of some dear friends, some, some dear brothers and sisters that we love dearly. Maybe you got saved around the same time as them. Maybe you was in the same life group as them. Maybe you went through next steps with them. Maybe you, you went to encounters with them. We used to do encounters. Now we call them freedom weekends. And, and you had these incredible times of serving the Lord and serving others alongside of them. People you maybe served alongside of in ministry, but now they're no longer serving the Lord. They have fallen off. Does anybody in here know what I'm talking about? Sadly, I believe any of us in here that have served God for any amount of time can relate to this fact. And it's a hard, it's a hard fact to, 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 to grasp. As I'm standing up here, people are flashing through my mind. I mean, there's people that mentored me when I first got saved that are no longer serving the Lord. That's a hard pill to swallow. Not only people that I walked alongside with and stuff, but people that were actually influential in my life. That are no longer serving the Lord. So years ago, I was talking to Pastor Todd about this, and I was very discouraged because there was at this time it was people that I was mentoring. I was I was a young youth pastor, and there was there was there was young people in, in our ministry. I had they got saved in our ministry, man. I know they got radically saved. They got radically born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, man. God delivered them. We'd go on these youth encounters, and you see just man bondages breaking off of their lives, and then man over the years they just begin to fade away. And they begin to fall off the map. And I remember asking Pastor Todd one time, man, and I was really, again, I was having a hard time with this. And I said, how do you do it? How do you deal with people? Or how do you deal with it whenever you see, because I was like, man, I know you've been in church a lot longer than me, been in ministry a lot longer. I know you've seen a lot of people fall away and stop serving the Lord. How do you deal with that? And I'll never forget Pastor Todd's words. And he said, Brandon, I had to make a resolve in myself that no matter who falls along the wayside, I'm going to continue to serve the Lord. Amen. And I'll never forget those words, Pastor Todd. And I, and, and I've taken heed to those words myself. Cause guess what? Since that conversation, probably, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, I've seen many more fall away. But listen, I have to resolve in myself just as Pastor Todd did and he encouraged me to. I'm encouraging you to. It doesn't matter. Listen, he said, if you stay with the Lord, he will stay with you. Not everybody's going to stay serving him. 
But listen, don't let that discourage you. It, it did. It discouraged me for a while. And it still does. When you see people that have been, you know, that were serving the Lord and whatnot, and you see them fall away, it's hard. But listen, you got to remember, your work is going to be rewarded. If you get discouraged and allow that, listen, you know what? The Bible says, we, you know, it, it talks about that. We, some of us have a reward and some of us, you can lose reward. Don't mean you'll lose your salvation if you stop doing certain things. But if you walk away or, or, you know, you can walk away from the Lord altogether. But, man, if you're not serving the Lord like you need to or serving others, listen, those things can go by the wayside. I had to make the decision. This is awesome. So not only would our work will be rewarded, look what happens. We, we commit to serving God no matter what. Even though times are hard, people fall away. Some of our best friends and brothers and sisters, I love this. In the very next chapter, Second Chronicles 69, it says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Isn't that good? When we commit, and that's what Pastor Ty was saying, I have committed that I'm going to serve the Lord and serve other people. Specifically, you know, we're talking about that serve the Lord and serve other people in, in, in ministry and for you in, in ministry, different things. He said, I've committed that I'm going to serve the Lord. When you commit to that, the Bible says the Lord goes out looking for you to strengthen you. Isn't that good? You don't have to come running and begging God for strength to serve him. When you're committed to serving him, the Bible says he goes out looking for you. He goes out looking to strengthen. It says he searches the whole earth. Isn't that good to know? It ain't just Lafayette Parish he's searching. The whole earth, y'all. Wherever you at, wherever you end up, the Lord is searching for you. It says it searches the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to you. So I want to encourage you, continue to serve the Lord, continue to serve others, and the Lord will strengthen you through it all. And I mean, that word strengthen encompasses he will anoint you, he would empower you. Again, we talked about purpose and gifting. He will gift you for what you need in the toughest time to serve him no matter what. Amen? And remember, if you do that, just like he said, King Asa, he said, listen, your work will be rewarded. Sometimes he rewards us here on earth, but I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of the rewards, we ain't going to get till we get to glory. Amen? Matter of fact, we were in Cuba with Pastor James Percival with the Surge Project. He's over Mexico, Central America, and the Caribbean. And uh, when we first started going on mission trips with him, one of the things he likes to do is walk around these neighborhoods in third world countries and picking up trash. If you've ever been to any one of these third world countries, Mexico, Central America, there's trash everywhere. And he likes to just walk through it as groups. We just pick up trash, pick up trash. And one day, and he loves it because it's a great evangelistic too. One day somebody stopped him and said, you know, in Spanish said, why are you picking up our trash? Who sent you here? And how much are they paying you to come pick up our trash? They can see you're an American. You flew over here to pick up our trash. How much are they paying you? And he said, oh, I'm getting paid a lot to do this. He said, when I get to heaven, he said, my reward's going to be great. And I'm going to be compensated for doing this. And it, it, it opened up to the gospel. Listen, you know what? Of course, y'all laughing because, you know, nobody paid us to do that, right? We actually paid to go over there to do that kind of stuff. But Pastor James, and we need to understand, we will be rewarded greatly. Some of it we'll never see on this side. But when we enter into glory and we hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant, we're going to be greatly rewarded. Amen? So continue to serve him and others. Number two, the second thing that happens, and I love this, people will be attracted to you when they see the Lord in your life. You want to make a difference and, and want to be influential in other people's life. If you continue to serve the Lord and serve other people, 
people will be attracted to you. Look at this in Second Chronicles 15, 8, 9. It says, when Asa heard this message from Assyria, the prophet, he took courage and removed all the detestable idols from the land of Judah and Benjamin and in the towns he had captured in the hill country of Ephraim. He repaired the Lord. He repelled the altar of the Lord, which stood in front of the entry room of the Lord's temple. Then Asa called together all the people of Judah and Benjamin, along with the people of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, who had settled among them. Listen to this. For many from Israel had moved to Judah during Asa's reign. Why? When they saw that the Lord his God was with them. It didn't say he moved there because they knew he was a great king. When they realized, man, the Lord is with this guy, I'm moving back to Judah, right? The people gathered at Jerusalem in late spring during the 15th year of Asa's reign. And if you continue to read, as I was studying today, this was a, it was a renewal of a covenant of God whenever they, they, they moved during this time in late spring. So as soon as Asa heard the prophetic words, he took courage in initiating a comprehensive reform, beginning with the removal of detestable items that again infested the land. In other words, this was the way that Asa served the Lord and people was by removing all of these detestable items. Idols. Or items too. Idols. Items that were idols. Amen. Okay, my wife's laughing at me now. But isn't that right? He removed all these things as part of serving the Lord. He was showing him. He heard this prophetic word and he said, you know what? I'm going to move on this. This is the way I'm going to show that I'm serving the Lord and other people. Obviously, the spirit of the Lord was with them. And he was doing this. Ultimately, the people were drawn again to the Lord, not to him, right? They sensed that the Lord was with them. How did they know? I don't know. But it said that all the people moved back because they knew the Lord is with them. Listen, y'all, when the Lord is with you, you don't have to tell people. Matter of fact, to honor Brother Francis, our founding pastor, he, he says this. I love this. When he's speaking of evangelism, he said, you know, um, you should make people guess that you're a Christian, he said, because if they can't guess that you're a Christian, there's no use to tell them anyway. Isn't that good? If they can't guess that you're a Christian, no use telling them anyway. What was Brother Francis saying? Listen, when you got the Lord in your life and you're serving the Lord, people are going to know it. People are going to sense it, right? Matter of fact, again, Pastor James is telling a story about that, about uh, how he was just talking to a guy, a waiter, and he said, yeah, y'all must be Christians. And he said, why do you say that? And he said, because he said, um, most people don't talk to us this way or treat us this way. He, and this is what he said. He said, most, he said, we've had a lot of Christians, missionaries come through. And, uh, and he said, you know, and, and, uh, they, none of them have really, you know, talked to us, you know, about the Lord. And James said, really? He said, well, let me ask you a question. He said, have you given your life to Jesus? Obviously, you know, you recognize Christians. He said, have you made a decision to give your life to Jesus? The guy said, no. And James's response, and this is kind of a little off. He said, why not? And he said, because nobody ever asked me. Nobody asked me if I wanted to give my life to Christ. So he recognized this in Pastor James, just sitting there the way James was talking to him. And then leading up saying, well, man, do you want to give your life to the Lord? He said, hey, finish eating your meal and I'm going to come meet you in your hotel room. They were standing in a hotel. There was a restaurant down in the hotel. Pastor James said about five, ten minutes later, they got a knock on their door. And this man and his son were standing at his door and he was weeping with tears coming down his face. And Pastor James prayed with him to receive Christ right there. Why, why did that all start? Because he recognized that the Lord was with Pastor James. Amen? He recognized, before he said anything about Jesus, he showed them Jesus. So listen, y'all, that's the thing about, we're talking about serving. Serving the Lord and serving others. People 
are going to be attracted to that. Matter of fact, Pastor Todd reminded me of this today. We were meeting today, sitting in his office, and he reminded me this is a powerful statement. He said, people are attracted to the anointing. When you have the anointing of God on your life, people are attracted to you. How do you get the anointing of God? By spending time with God. By being in God's presence. You, you, when you get, you know, the Bible says be filled with the Holy Spirit. That means every day. When you have the anointing of God, and the anointing encompasses the love of God, the compassion of God, you know, all of these things. When you have compassion and you love people and you just lean into people and say, hey, how was your day? And you mean it. Because sometimes if you ask somebody, how was your day? And they say, it wasn't good. I bet they start. You can't be like, oh, I got to go. You know, like, I got a lunch meeting. I got to no. When you, you know, if you're sincere and say, hey, how's your day going? How are you doing? Be prepared that somebody might fall apart right there. And if, if people, you know, you take the time to, to love on people, man, I'm so sorry. And I, look, I've learned, guys, I used to think I used to have to have a scripture for it and a theological reason of why. Man, if you just stop and say, I'm so sorry. Man, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. Man, I, can I pray for you? I mean, can I? It might not even be that. It could be, I'm so sorry, and give them a hug. That right there. They can sense the anointing of God in your life. Why? Because they sense the love of God and compassion. I love it. Jesus said, I mean, if you read the life of Jesus, it was constantly saying that Jesus had compassion on people. It was constantly, Jesus was looking at their needs and, 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 and was loving on them. So when, the, when people know that the Lord is with you, they'll be attracted to you. Again, because it's not you. It's not, you know, your stature. You might go to the gym. You might have cool hair and all that. But listen. It's the anointing of God that's going to attract people to you. Amen? Which leads to my next point. we got to remember this. We don't want to get prideful. we got to remember that if people are attracted to us, we always pray, Lord, increase our influence. Uh, we, you've heard me pray that. You've heard Pastor Ty. We want to, like we've done, just serve in the community. And we want to increase our influence. But listen, you know what? Yes, we want people to come to church. Why? Because we want to point them to Jesus. Not to us. Not to ourselves. Listen, Brandon will fail them. I promise you. Eventually, I will do something that they will probably get sideways with me about. Ask my wife. She lives with me. Trust me. That will be something. And I got news for you. You will too. Right? Because we're not perfect, right? But listen, if we point people to Jesus, even when we mess up, we know Jesus will never fail them. Amen, right? We can point people to the Lord and say, hey, listen, man, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to walk with you. I want to help you. But I'm going to fall short. But Jesus, as we're saying tonight, will never leave you nor forsake you, right? So when people are attracted to you, remember, they're attracted to the, to the God who is in you, the Holy Spirit, and we can lead them to Jesus. Again, we got to remember this so we don't get prideful. What leads to my third point, continue to keep your heart right. As you continue to serve, continue to keep your heart right. Look at 2 Chronicles 15, 15 through 17. And all, and, and all Judah were happy about this covenant, for they had entered into with all their heart. They earnestly sought after God, and they found him. And the Lord gave them rest from their enemies on every side. King Asa even disposed his grandmother, Micah, from her position, from her position as queen mother because she had, been, she had made an obscene Asherah pole. He cut down her Asherah pole, broke it up, and burned it in the Kindred Valley. Although the pagan shrines were not removed from Israel, listen to this, Asa's heart remained completely faithful throughout his lifetime. Now, if you remember... And maybe he wasn't here. In week one of our series, one of my points I said was that we must serve willingly and with the right heart. So I want to reiterate that. We see that it says that his heart remained faithful. His heart was right. We must serve willingly and with the right heart. Matthew 23, uh, verse 11 says this. 
Jesus said this, the greatest among you will be the one who serves, who always serves, listen to this, who always serves others from the heart. That means you're serving with the right motive. Your, your heart's right when you serve. You're not serving that like, man, I'm going to serve, I'm going to take a selfie, I'm going to post it on Instagram, and I might get a bunch of likes by the end of serve day. That's not why we're serving, right? Right? Jesus said, don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. And so whenever you put it on social media, every hand knows about it, right? Now, look, we did that as a church because, of course, we wanted to honor you guys. But, but there's nothing wrong with doing that, by the way. But that can't be the motive behind it. <laughs> My wife's laughing like, way to dig yourself out that hole. So there's nothing wrong with that. She said I said something Sunday, and she was like, oh, she's like, I'm glad you clarified that. So there's nothing wrong with doing things. Or putting, you know, we put, you can see pictures on social media, and we made a video, and we did that to honor. But listen, the motive behind serving has to be a pure motive, right? Make sure you keep your heart right. As you continue to serve, as I said also in week one, remember God wants your heart, not just your hands. He wants you to serve with a pure heart, or motives of a pure heart. We, he wants us to do these things. Remember, Asa tore down all these idols and these obscene poles and all this kind of stuff. He tore this stuff down, but the Bible says his heart was right about it. And he wants you to continue to stay pure. Psalm 24, 3 and 5, a lot of y'all familiar. There's songs about the scripture. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They who receives the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God, their saviors, whose hands and hearts are pure. Amen. And then Jesus himself, Matthew 5, 8, Jesus said, God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. Listen, again, this all ties into one another. We, we, whenever we have a pure motive to serve the Lord and serve others, man, we begin to see God like never before. And see him, I believe, means to experience him, Right. We can't see God on earth. God is spirit, John tells us. But we, when the Bible says you see God, you experience God. You see God working in your life. And remember, if you're pure in heart, not only will you see God, other people will see God and what be attracted to you. Amen? So the fourth and final thing, as we continue to serve the Lord, fourth and final thing, I want to encourage you to remain faithful. And that really kind of encapsulates this whole message. Remain faithful. Now, this is interesting. Second Chronicles 15, 17 says, Although the pagan shrines were not removed from Israel, Asa's heart remained completely faithful throughout his lifetime. Now, I'm going to make this statement. Because if you continue reading the next chapter of Second Chronicles, you see Asa actually didn't remain totally faithful in his actions. But not being, being faithful doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. Let me say that again. Being faithful to the Lord doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. You remember, and, 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 and I, I, uh, if you keep reading in, in chapter 16, you see it. He went from in 15 saying that his heart remained completely faithful throughout his lifetime. But the very next chapter, Asa began to trust in an earthly king instead of the Lord. Another king came against him, and they wanted they wanted to go against him with in war. And instead of going to the Lord with it, he paid another king to come to try to help him. And and some commentary said that you know he 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 his attitude changed. He didn't trust the Lord. When the Bible says he remains faithful throughout his lifetime in his heart, I believe is he did. His heart was to serve the Lord, but his actions didn't always show. But what does that tell me? Like I just said, we're gonna miss it sometimes, right, guys? That comforts me when I see that. When you hear the Bible also say that David was a man after God's own heart, yet he sinned with Bathsheba and had a man killed. How do you marry those two? I believe it's, you know what, 
There, we do want to serve the Lord. We want to be faithful, but we're going to mess up sometimes. Like I just said, that's why we want people to be attracted to the Jesus that is in us so we can point them to him because we know like Asa, we're going to mess up like David. It happens. We're going to mess up. If you continue reading again, you'll see that. I want to encourage you to continue reading the story. Even though we fall, we can still be found faithful. First Corinthians 4, 2 says this, Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. Listen, y'all, ultimately, we are stewards that are called to serve the Lord and other people. Amen? We are called to be stewards of the giftings, of the talent, of the anointing we have. And it says, moreover, it is required that stewards be found faithful. So I want to encourage you in these things. I want to encourage you that, listen, if you continue to serve the Lord and others, you will be rewarded. I want to encourage you as you continue to serve the Lord, just to recap, people will be attracted to you when they see the Lord in you, when they see the Lord working in your life. Continue to keep your heart right. If you see yourself wanting to serve others, but if it's any other motive, but then just to bless them and to glorify the Lord, check your heart motive, right? I remember I also talked about, you know, we need to serve uh, with the mindset of glorifying God and furthering his kingdom. And if that's not our mindset, just to purely bless somebody, we need to check our motives and we need to continue to remain faithful. And really, that's that's the whole point of this message. As serve month is ending, our lifestyle should be about service. Amen. It should be about service to the Lord and service to others. That's why on Thanksgiving, we have our Thanksgiving communion and we always preach a message. I preached a message one year called every day should be Thanksgiving day for, for, for the Christian, right? We have a national holiday that celebrates giving thanks, but really the Bible said give thanks in all things, always. Every day is Thanksgiving day. 365 days should be Thanksgiving for the believer, right? Same thing. We have serve day, which was amazing. Me and Pastor Tom talking about today, man, just to honor y'all again. Y'all did an awesome job this weekend. It was great to see y'all really, to see y'all really did serve with pure motives. I mean, man, like he said, y'all were here for the rally and man, it was like a bunch of racehorses. Like, come on, let's, let's roll. We ready to go get it, right? You know, we had a great time out there. A lot of, heard a lot of great stories, you know, uh, about just people really sensing the love of God. Y'all really did it. So I just want y'all, y'all blew it up. Y'all knocked it out of the park. All those that served and that are not here. I want to continue to encourage you to do that. But I understand this as I close. It's not always easy to serve God, and it's especially hard sometimes to serve people. Amen? Come on. Y'all don't be too holy in here tonight. It's especially hard to serve people sometimes, right? Isn't that right? Okay. All right. I thought it was just me. But I want to read a quote, and this is cool because I've heard this quote before. I've heard it read, and it's a quote from Mother Teresa. And I know many of y'all have heard it or read it before, but it was so cool today. I actually had a lunch meeting, and at a restaurant that I was at, I saw this quote at a restaurant that I was at today. Uh, and it's from Mother Teresa, and I, I believe it fits when it comes to especially serving people, but it, but it connects it with, with serving God too. It says this, people are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish alternative motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend, what you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, this kind of encapsulates talking about serving. The good you do today will often be forgotten. And that's the truth. We're going to serve some people 
and it's going to get forget forgotten. You might serve somebody and they turn on you next week and they forget all about you serving, but they 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 after you today, right? You may good do do good today, it'll be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have, and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. Isn't that good? Ultimately, y'all, as I'm talking about serving, serving God and serving others. Yes, we want to serve others. We want it to be about them to bless them. But ultimately, like I said Sunday, we serve the Lord by serving others. Ultimately, the other, ultimate goal is to glorify God and to serve others. He even says when you work, when you go to work tomorrow morning, don't look at it as you're just going to work to get a check. Look at it as every single thing you do, whatever you do, whether you're punching keys, taking phone calls, you, you're working with your hands, whatever you're doing, look at it as I'm doing this unto the Lord. This is between me and God, and I'm just blessed to get a paycheck from it. Amen? This is the essence of serving the Lord, so continue to do that. So as we close, I want to read Psalm 24, 3 through 5 again. Because some of you in here, maybe, I don't know everybody here, I met a couple of new faces. You maybe have never started serving the Lord yet. I want to go back to Psalm 24, 3 and 5. It says, who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. Listen to this. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God, their Savior. Do me a favor, bow your heads with me and close your eyes as we as we wrap it up. And as this last verse says in Psalm 24, 5, they will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God, their Savior. Two questions for you tonight. Do you have a right relationship with God? Have you made his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior? With every head bowed and with every eye closed tonight, I just want to ask you, have you made Jesus your Savior? Are you in a right relationship? Sunday I talked about, I read from 1 Thessalonians about Jesus is coming back soon. And, 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 and listen, if Jesus came back today or tonight or tomorrow, or if you, I'm not trying to be more, but if you didn't make it home tonight, none of us are promised tomorrow. Do you know that you have a right relationship with God, that when you crossed over, you would spend eternity with the Lord. The Bible says when we die, it's clear. We're either going to spend eternity in heaven or eternally separated from God, which the Bible calls hell or Hades. Jesus wants to be your Lord and your Savior. The Bible says we've all sinned and fall short of God's glorious standard, and the wages of sin is that death, and that death is that eternal separation. But the free gift of God is salvation through Jesus Christ. So with nobody looking around, if you say, Brandon, man, I don't know if I have a right relationship with God. I don't know if, if Jesus is my Savior. If I, if I crossed over tonight and I didn't wake up tomorrow morning, if, if where I would spend eternity. If you're not sure and you don't know you have a right relationship with the Lord, I just want you to slip up your hand and I want to lead you in a simple prayer. I want to pray with you tonight. Thank you, Lord. I see your hand, ma'am. Anybody else? Sir, I see your hand in the back. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? Say, man, I, I see your hand back here. Thank you, Lord. Anyone else? Thank you, Father God. Anybody else? With these hands raised, if there's anyone else, that, we're going to pray together. The Bible says it's very simple. Through faith, the Bible says we're saved by grace through faith. If you believe, and that word means to trust, 
Like you would trust a parachute to save your life when you jumped out of a plane. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. And also says we must repent. That means turn away from our sins and turn to the Lord. So I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer to do that tonight. And the rest of us that have already saved, we're going to pray with you. Let's pray this prayer. Pray it from your heart in faith out loud. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Lord, I pray that you would forgive me of my sins. I repent. I turn away from them. And I turn to you tonight. I make you my Lord and Savior. Now give me the grace and give me the strength to live for you and to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on, why don't we rejoice with these that raise your hands. God bless y'all. God bless you. Hey, listen, for those of you that raised your hand, uh, I just want to encourage you. There's a card in the pew right in front of you. Um, and it says, I made a decision. Hey, do me a favor. If you haven't filled out one of those cards before, fill out that card that says, I made a decision. It takes maybe a minute to fill out. And on your way out, drop it off at the info center to the left. Or you can come up and drop it off to me. My wife will be up here if anyone needs prayer for anything else. And I would love to meet you. If you're if you're new to this church, if you raise your hand and you, I want you to make that public. Come let us know. We want to pray for you. We got a Bible for you. We want to help you to get started on your journey with the Lord. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and stand up and let me pray a blessing over you before you go tonight. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for everyone that's here tonight. Father, I thank you. There are many servants in here, Lord, all around this, this room, this church, our community, our homes, Lord God. We know there's young people waiting to serve right now, Lord, middle schoolers that are setting up to serve right now. And I just pray, Lord, God, we've had a great month. We've had a, a great campaign of serving others, Lord. I pray that it would not stop with this month, Lord God. It would not stop with Pastor Todd's sermon on Sunday, but Lord, it would continue on. Lord, come on, if that's you, just, you might want to lift your hands and say, Lord, help me to continue to have a heart of a servant, Lord. Help me to have, keep my heart right, Lord God. Help me to remain faithful, Lord. I pray you strengthen me. Come on, you remember the Lord said, he searches out you to strengthen you for those that are heart are committed to serving him. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters. Give them supernatural strength, love, compassion, grace, and anointing to serve you and to serve others. Lord, help us to be mindful of others' needs all around us every day. When we go to work tomorrow, the grocery store, the gym, the park, whatever we're doing, Father, help us to be mindful of everyone around us and their needs. Lord God, and, and help us to be faithful in serving you and serving others. Lord God, help people to be attracted to us so only we can point them to you, our great and glorious God and Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father. We love you. I pray your blessing and protection around those as they go tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.